Hey everybody, Captain Andy Comics is right about to start, but there's a lot of great podcasts on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network, including this one. Hi, my name is Stacey Pressman, and I'm the host of the Pressman Hour Podcast, along with my co-host Angela Riley. I'm a comedian, I'm a provocateur, and I like to talk about everything and anything that comes to my head. Me and my co-host Angela, we kind of fight about stuff. Sometimes we have great guests, so if you have like an hour to spare and you're not doing anything... Listen to the Pressman Hour on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. It's time for Caffeinated Comics, a lively discussion and debate on comics, film, television, and collectibles, all fueled by the magic of Frappuccinos. Now, here's your hosts, John and Steven. Thank you, it's Caffeinated Comics. I'm your host, John Clark, with me as always is my co-host. And it is Toy Fair time, which uh, we were I, dreading and looking forward to. Yes. Well, I realized as an adult, Toy Fair is now my Christmas. When I was a kid, I would wait and wait and wait. You know, Christmas Eve, I'd be like, what am I going to get? What am yeah. I going to get? And back then, it was uh, G.I. Joe and it was Star Wars. And um, there weren't a lot of superheroes. I, I grew up in that period between Migos and Superpowers. Um, super, yeah, there were Superpowers, Secret Wars, but I was a little older, and those weren't successful. But that period between Toy Biz and Mego was like the mm. 80s. Um, but I was obsessed with action figures. And now I realize when action figures come out, I just buy them. So, yeah, there's no waiting. <laughs> there's no big day where I get action right, figures. Right, it's a, you sprinkle it out throughout the year. So now is the time when they tell me about action figures and I kind of feel the same way. Yeah. <laughs> but there's a ton of announcements which we can go through. There's a lot of money to be spent. Um uh, uh, it's still going on as we're talking, but we've already heard from Hasbro and McFarlane and DC Direct, which is back to being DC Direct. I honestly, I, I didn't know it was ever not DC It was Direct, DC Collectibles. Which is weird because I owned a combo store. You were store a retailer and I, and ordering was, from DC And I was like, give me more of those DC Direct uh, Batman figures. Well, I think that's why they changed it back yeah. because nobody ever accepted the name DC yeah, it's Collectibles. It's like Willis Tower. No one cares. You know? I call it Willis Tower. People get angry with me, but I like making Chicago people angry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. So, uh, but the big, actually, the really big news, which in my brain I went, oh, well, they're making big announcements for Toy Fair. And I'm like, no, Toy Fair is for toys. Yeah. This is something that just happened. Yesterday, yesterday afternoon, out of nowhere, no one knows why, Dan DiDio has been fired from D.C., um and there's uh, there's no explanation there's no reasoning just he's he's out no one knows in fact i've been following twitter and i follow lots and lots and lots of comic artists and writers on yeah. twitter and they're all like i don't know the, the um and the deal was very much a polarizing force in comics so some people are happy some people are sad some yeah. people are mad because some people are happy uh yeah i'm glad he's gone uh cuz uh he's I don't know. I read very little DC comics these days, and he's responsible for a lot of problems I've have I have had with DC for a long time. I used to be a bigger DC guy than Marvel guy. Um, because when we started, when I started reading comic books, I was really into like Justice League and Green Lantern with uh, Kyle Rayner, and uh, I was reading mostly DC stuff. And for a long time, until. Uh, you know, it was just like one reboot, relaunch after another, and it's kind of like, oh, right. You know, we're kind of like they gave the reins to a lot of stuff to uh, what's his name, Blob Blob Dell, 
the '90s editor um, from Marvel that kind of well, Bob like, Harris. Bob Harris. That's Bob what Harris I'm of, yeah. started running editorial. Who ran the X Men during their peak, although it wasn't right. their creative peak. Not their creative peak. Yeah, their financial peak or whatever. And right. It's like this isn't really the guy who's going to produce a lot of like great stuff. Uh, well, so, you saw that in the New Fifty Two was like all the '90s guys came back. Yes, like and, like Liefeld had a book, right? And, and yeah, and they and, it's and just, Scott Lobdell was writing three books. Yes, and, and it got very aggravating, and this stuff was trash. So um, I'm fine that he's gone. I don't care. I uh, I don't want to like speculate why he's gone, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's um, this is a wild speculation. But is this like a Me Too thing? You know what I mean? Oh, it's I like, haven't heard anything. No, about no, that. I'm. But I'm saying is like I, I haven't heard any accusations, nothing like that. I'm not trying to like throw this guy under the bus or anything. But it's like when somebody's removed so quickly right. without any explanation, it's like it, you'd think there's some kind of um. Well, there's no spin on it on the press release, which, right? Which scandal is, or something. Which is the big thing. It's not like. There is no language where he decided to leave or he's taking another Right, offer. they usually... Spending time with his family is a big one. Right, yeah. Um, no, they just said he's been removed. Right. I think if it was a Me Too thing, there'd probably be a lot of rumors. There was um, there was an editor at uh, DC Comics who uh, a lot of Me Too stuff came out about, and that was the end of him. Yeah. Um, but a lot of that rumors started percolating first. I don't know. I think um, from what I'm hearing now that AT and T owns Time Warner, they're putting the screws to DC more to be profitable. Which good uh, luck. <laughs> I mean, right. I mean, and the, I say that about all comic books is like it, it's so dumb. They should look at DC like Warner Brothers looked at DC for the last thirty years as its market research. Yeah, Warner Brothers. Basically, Warner Brothers considered when a Batman movie made a billion dollars, that paid for DC Comics. Right. They're like, we're keeping DC Comics around so these characters are known so when we actually do something profitable with them right which uh they do a lot well well uh, certainly batman but like when we make tv shows and movies and toys and beach towels and and t-shirts and right. pint glasses and apps um that's all because the character is in a, the public a, a consciousness. lot it's constantly in the public right because it's like who the fuck knows who like uh you know, Flash Gordon is anymore. You know what I mean? Right. Obviously, a lot of people, but I'm saying is like, you though, know. Though you at could, Toy Fair, they showed us new Flash Gordon figures. Right, but I'm saying is like, grab a kid off the street, and they're going to know who Batman is before they're going to know who, like, Flash Gordon is. Yeah, I'm, you know? I don't know if this is going before your time, but do you remember when Warren Beatty made a Dick Tracy movie? Oh, yeah, I love was, that Dick Tracy movie. Of course you do. Because it's a good movie. It's objectively a good movie. <laughs> a lot of people like walnuts. <laughs> And that's how no, Stephen you know. killed the podcast. <laughs> no, you don't like it. And it's uh, that was the first movie where I saw it in the theater, mm-hmm. went to the bathroom, hung around. What? I just washed my hands. Yeah. I looked at the mirror. I'm like, hey, what kind of uh, ceiling tiles do they have in this? I was so bored at that movie. Oh wow, we loved it when we were kids. All of us, yeah, when you because like you were a kid, you also like Space Jam, which, by the way, I just sent you. Um, how did this get made? Just did Space Jam in the Chicago theater. Hmm. That was aimed directly at you. Yeah. You should have been in that yeah, audience. Should have been. Uh, it's a really funny one too. I listened to it this week, and but when Dick Tracy came back, there was a concerted effort to make Dick Tracy relevant. There were all these figures. They started rerunning old cartoons. They gave the newspaper strip a push, and it was gone six months later. Yeah, because it wasn't current. Right. DC Comics is keeping these characters current. With I, I definitely maintain without. The monthly presence of Batman, Batman would have been seen as a nostalgia product of the 60s. 
Yeah, I think uh, definitely. And he might not have made it to the 60s had they not kept publishing him until then because, I mean, they were ready to cancel the Batman books. Before, oh, yeah, in the 50s. Yeah, yeah in the 50s because they couldn't figure out what the hell they were doing. <laughs> yeah, they were going to um, keep Superman and Wonder Woman around and cancel Batman. That sounds right. nuts today. Right. But did Dio, I, I, I'm conflicted because I can name as many triumphs as missteps. Yeah. I mean— uh, That's true with any of these guys. Yeah. You know, I think it's like—but I think the problem comes from being uh, the guy in charge for too long. You know, Joe Quesada had this problem where Joe Quesada, when he came in at Marvel, he did a lot of things that worked really, really well. Marvel Knights, The Ultimates, like, you know, he was doing things that were different— that uh, I think really, in the l- larger sense, benefited the industry. And I'm sure Dan DiDio D- did as well over DC. Yeah, DiDio's been publisher since 2010, but he goes back further than that. Right, he's been in comics for a long time, but the idea is that, like, the publishers shouldn't stick around. They should have term limits or something, you know what I mean? It's like, they shouldn't be running the show because it's like, you can't have the one guy at the helm too long or else they... I mean, this guy was the one town was like, we're going to kill Nightwing constantly, and it's like how out of touch are you with your own readers? It's like, you know. Yeah, I I really believe when you look at anyone's career in comics, there's a 10-year window. Even if you're the greatest, even if you're the greatest ever, there's that 10 years where you peak. I mean, there, you know, um, look at Chris Chris Claremont stayed on the X-Men for 15 years. Five of those years aren't good. Stan, by the 70s. It was a writing comics anymore. You know, yes. it's like he went out to, to, he went out to California. Los Angeles to try to make movies. Casada's out in California helping the MCU. Right. I mean, think of Bendis, too. You know, when I was uh, transitioning over to Marvel because DC was starting to be his thinkers, it, Bendis was writing, like, all this stuff, and it was really, really well done. And that was Casada. Casada right. brought him over from Image. He was writing Sam and Twitch for Todd McFarlane. Right. But then Bendis, same thing, was on all these books too long. You know, yeah. he got off Daredevil quickly, uh, which was good. His runs still holds up. But, like, I remember reading Avengers, you know, four or five years in and being like, dude, what is this guy fucking doing here? Right. And it's... Yeah, if you're really good, you figure out how to switch things up. Like, yeah. uh, Dan Slott did a great job on Amazing Spider-Man. So, I mean, he was on that for a long he time, He was on that too. for a long time, but now he's like, nope, now I'm on Fantastic Four. Right, and you know, Fantastic you should Four is jump good. around. Iron Man's a little all over the place, but... Yeah. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's tough to stay in that position for a long time. I mean, Jim Lee left Image after 10 years. You know, he came back to DC after 10 years. Right. And that just might be a good rule. You know, it's either don't hold the same job or don't stay on the same book for that long. You know what I mean? Right. You get stale. Right. Absolutely. It's Um, like I'm actually like – so I was getting really frustrated with – I really liked when Ultimate Spider-Man launched. And then, I mean, maybe 35 issues later, I'm just kind of like, this is trash. Yeah, it was after Venom. And he was on it for like another five or eight years. Now he's on Superman, and it's – I'm loving it. Like, I really enjoy his Mm – he's doing two Superman books and Legion – and they're good books, and it's like, yeah, this guy needed to leave Spider-Man. He was out of gas. Yeah, but the problem you know? is when you're on that big a stage as DiDio is, we're not, we're, we can't compare DiDio to Bendis of like, oh, DiDio was writing Justice Society. He was never a, he was never a creative force on the book. He was, he was not a right. Jim Shooter or a Stan Lee no. that was elevated from doing the books. DiDio came from television. He did that show Reboot that CG animated show, and then moved into comics. Kind of how Jeff Loeb wrote like Teen Wolf and Commando. Right. And then came into comics. But when you're a publisher, it's like, well, what else do you do? Maybe you go from Marvel to DC. 
But other than that, you know, um, Casada did Casada did Casada did most things right. Like Casada, yeah, I think he's a really smart uh, business person. Yeah, he, which I mean, getting he, a creative and a business person together is like hard to do. You usually get one or the other. You don't usually get both. I mean, that guy went from drawing comics to writing comics mm-hmm. to being the publisher to now being involved in the movies right. it's a pretty uh it, it's a st- uh, it's a steady, steady increase yeah but he went from being he went from being like the hot artist he was i remember he was the first guy after the image guys left that people got real excited about because he was doing a lot of the original nightfall stuff and then he was doing x factor and people got real excited about him and then he used that self-published uh to make a mark used his uh experience self-publishing to create the imprint Marvel Knights. Right. And then Marvel Knights got him the editor-in-chief job, and then uh, I don't even know what his position is now. He's out. He he climbed steadily, which is interesting because he and Jimmy were um, just like symbi- symbiotically connected yeah. in the 90s. And then Jimmy Jimmy's just like, I'm just going to stay writing comics. And then um, I was just uh, tweeting with Gail Simone about – the Birds of Prey movie, which we talked about last week, mm-hmm. um, she loves it, and uh, she's she willing cried, to talk about. Yeah, which she's is adorable. She's willing to talk to anybody about it to try to get to get it up. And then um, she was talking about how um, Amanda Connor and Jimmy Palmiotti did a really good job of cracking Harley in the New Fifty Two. And I tweeted back, I was like, "There's a lot of their run in Birds of Prey," mm-hmm. and she's like, "Oh my god, absolutely." Yeah. Um, but he just decided, okay, I'm staying here. And Casada's like, nope, I'm going. You know, I think Casada seems to be, and I, I obviously don't know either of these people. Just observation seems to be. I more used to know business. Joe and Jimmy casually. Yeah, like Kisada back when they were doing event comics. To be more like business minded, and that would lend itself to a longer picture. Uh, you know, increasing my stature, position where Jimmy Palmiotti probably just wants to write comic books. You know what right. I mean? Yeah, and sadly, I mean, it, the best way to achieve a long career is to be business-minded because you know like right george lucas is not known as one of the great directors of our time he figured out pretty early once um actually even before star wars came out was like hey if i own all this i can run this as a business right and that that's why george lucas is a billionaire i don't think martin scorsese is a billionaire no one thing too is like uh stan lee uh kickstarted a lot of ideas, co-created a lot of characters and then stayed on as like a spokesperson where it's like Jack Kirby wasn't a business person. Jack Kirby right. was a, you know, a Jewish kid from the Bronx drawing right. superheroes. You know what I mean? It's Jack like Kirby lived basically a middle class existence his whole life, his yeah. whole life. And yeah. Stan Lee is worth, you know, millions and millions, you know. But the thing is when you're at that position, when you're publisher, like what do you do now? Like do you Yeah, do you, I'm curious like where does he end up now? Like some of these guys end up like uh Jim Shooter was like, "Well, I'll create my own comics company." Yeah. And Jim Shooter went over to Valiant and created that and then and then after he was done at Valiant, he created Defiant, which was not as successful as Valiant. But neither of them were as big as the stuff he did at Marvel. Right. So some of these guys, I mean, Steve Jobs did that when they kicked him out of Apple. Yeah, he, he started his company own company Next. and then yeah. uh, <laughs> he got back into Apple. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know what's next. I don't know what's behind it. I know Didia was an, a, a big personality and he could be abrasive. Yeah. So there's people that did not. Like Jim Shooter. There's people that did yeah, not like working well, with him. Well, it's the same thing. It's like the kind of guy that's going to be a publisher, kind of str- not strong arm his way, but kind of like uh, they're kind of assholes. 
You know, it's like mm. sometimes that uh, an asshole goes with the business mentality. You know what I mean? It's I like often that. wonder how much bigger my career would have been if I if, if you'd I, been an asshole. If I'd been an asshole, yeah. I don't think I am. Yeah, I wouldn't say so. I would. It, it's. Uh, I wouldn't trade. Like I obviously am a failed business person, but it's like I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't want to sacrifice being an asshole. Um, to, to to be more successful, it's just like I, it's just like I'd rather not treat people poorly right. and succeed than what I thought is treat people fairly and then fail. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like you know I'll take it. Well, you know. the thing about being an asshole, eventually it catches up to you. Yeah, I think so. And uh, that's what gives me hope about the government, <laughs> right? Yes. <laughs> like eventually it'll catch eventually, up. Eventually, right? So uh, obviously this news will develop as we might know more by next week or. We might not, but that came out on top of Toy Fair, which is the most wonderful time of the year. Yeah, I, I don't normally pay attention to Toy Fair, but then you ruined me yep. with these fucking Marvel Legends. Yep. So now um, I was like <laughs> scoping around online for... Well, let's talk about Marvel Legends first. We saw, a, we saw a good amount of stuff. I didn't see a ton of Avengers, so what are you most worried slash excited about? Well, uh, that was kind of nice. Is I like seeing everything that comes out that's Marvel to kind of see who they're, um, you know, who's coming out. Um, but I, it was nice to see that there's only one figure uh, I'm gonna be getting. Um, there, we had talked about this. Is that they'll they'll redo Captain Marvel, and they did, and they did. So I pre-ordered them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but then I looked. It's like War Machine looks really cool. War Machine does look really good. But I'm like, nah. It's like uh, stick to your rules. You I was said gonna for ask, yourself. He was an Avenger. Yeah, well, yeah, and he was an Avenger in that armor, right? Right. I, uh, I, I think it's just like the idea of just like kind of controlling the uh, how far out you'll go. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, for me, there was, I, I, I felt a little better this year. There's a lot of stuff, but I feel like they're going in uh, a number of different directions. Which I yeah. think are really cool, but part of me is like, eh, do I need to do that? Like, do I need to get the Age of Apocalypse? Yeah, because you don't like alternate history. I don't characters. like alternate histories. Um, I think all those figures look good, but I think there are some very key people that are not represented. And I'm like, unless oh, they're this not line gonna... continues. Well, well, there's no Magneto. There's no Cyclops. Yeah. There's, uh, there's no Rogue. Because yeah, I, right. I would strongly suggest is that like um, – when when they announced the Age of Apocalypse, I was kind of like, why are they doing Age of Apocalypse? And then it occurred to me, oh, because they've, they've done just about everything else for X-Men. Well, uh, you know, especially there's a lot of, 90s. Right. They've hit all the big eras. They've done all the 60s. Right. They've done the 70s. They've done the 80s. They've done the 90s. We're finally getting a first appearance storm. Yeah, I saw that's really I'm, cool. I'm really excited yeah. about that because she completes that team. Right. And I think now that they've kind of wrapped up a lot of the you know, uh, Silver Age slash Bronze Age stuff, they're going to do Modern Age or, you know, 90s or whatever. They've done three X-Force, X-Factor, yeah. and the 90s X-Men. What else from the 90s is the big And we're stuff? seeing some more of that stuff. I right. Mean, the they new... gave us Onslaught. So the... it's like Age of Apocalypse is really the next big 90s thing to do. Yeah, and the 90s is... Th- and not only is the 90s, the as we said, the financial peak of X-Men... But also now it's that nostalgia because they the last few years they've been doing the retro card series, right? Which for Star Wars uh, has been the old Kenner style yeah. bats, and uh, most of what they announced for Star Wars was Empire Strikes Back 
on the oh, yeah, I saw that uh, the Luke, and I'm like, oh, John's getting this too because yeah. he talked about this. I might need the Luke and X-Wing yeah. because cause it's like the padded Hoth right. X-Wing suit. It's different from the first suit, and that's and he's wearing that like until Dagobah, and I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> um, they're doing a deluxe probot, which I'm definitely getting. Yeah. Um, there's... There's a dirty like Dagobah R2D2. That, yeah, that's he's interesting. filthy. Yeah, he's filthy because yeah, it's, it's when he was sucked he's into the kind swamp, of covered in grime and stuff. Um, there's a snow speeder in six inch scale. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. I was surprised to see they're doing like vehicles still. They've done now and then. They've done a few. They've done small stuff like speeder bikes, Lance speeders, sure. tauntauns. Uh, there's a Tie Fighter. There's a huge Tie Fighter. Yeah, I remember one of the guys at the store got that a couple years ago and brought it in, and it, the thing is enormous. Yeah, because you can fit uh, an actual guy actual in figure it. Yeah. In. Uh, I thought it would be an X-wing next, but the Snowspeeder is a smaller vehicle. Right. But I'm like, eh. I'm sure an X-wing's coming. They're yeah. not not going to do an the, X-wing. The thing with a Snowspeeder, if you have a Snowspeeder that big, you're not getting an AT-AT that big. They can't make an AT-AT that big. Don't give me that look. No, but they they could. Do aren't they doing those? They did Jabba's. Barge. Yeah, but they did it for the small figures. Oh, they can't do they can't do an ad at that you can put six inch figures in. No, I guess that would. be It too... wouldn't get through the door. Don't look at the door. It might. <laughs> it might. <laughs> oh yeah, let's think about this, John. Let's think about this. <laughs> let's be rational. Here. Right. Um. Well, the interesting thing about and of course there is an avalanche of baby Yodas coming. That's oh, yeah, I think Wars. it's like uh, that's to be expected more than anything. Well, it's interesting. Star Wars didn't show that much because I realized they don't have anything big coming. There's no movies on the horizon. You know, there's all these things. Right. Like, this guy's working on this. This guy's working on this. But Bob Iger uh, a week or two ago said, yeah, we're going to focus on Disney Plus for a while. I, I think that really just kind kind of speaks to how well uh, the Mandalorian did. Obviously, yeah. we, don't, we don't know the numbers. They don't They don't share that information, but I think it's like... Uh, I think they kind of looked at the numbers and were like, all right, yeah, this is the this is what Star Wars is going to be for the next you right. know, five and years. And they're not... Uh, surprisingly, they're not launching a whole separate Mandalorian line. They're sprinkling in more Mandalorian stuff. Like, there's the... The Mandalorian ship is going to be a Lego set, mm. but it's not like it's not like we're getting a line of Mandalorian figures and Mandalorian play sets. Yeah, we're getting the troop transport, which I thought was really cool, um, because the Imperial troop transport was the first Kenner toy that was not in the movie that they ever produced. Oh, and it was late seventies, so the fact that it had sound bites in it was like amazing. It was basically like built around whatever the sound replicator was. Yeah. But it was never in a movie, and then they threw it in the Mandalorian as an Easter egg. Of yeah, like, where is it in there? Yeah, uh, during the big fight in the town, like it oh. pulls up, and they and all these stormtroopers start jumping out of it. Probably because John Favreau had it when he was a kid. You yeah, know John Favreau I mean? yeah. was my generation. Right, that's so. Cool. I think it was an Easter egg of like, hey, this is because of all the fights I had. I Walker and I fought over this all the time because Walker kept telling me it was in Star Wars, and I'm like, it is not in Star Wars, and you guys couldn't check because. Because the were, tapes didn't exist. Yeah, it wasn't even videotaped. <laughs> That's crazy. Um, and Walker's not the type to back down. <laughs> no, no, he doesn't seem the type. You know what I don't? You know what I've never heard from Walker in, in all apology? the years I've known him. You know what? You're right about that. <laughs> right. <I've never> <laughs> <laughs> so, so that, that argument great. went on for decades. Yeah. So I think Favreau probably had the same kind of argument, and it was like, you know what? Now it is in stuff. Right now it counts. But then, but now Hasbro's making that version of it. So I love that it's this full circle. Yeah, it's of cool. toys to movies right. to it's toys like a, again, like a serpent eating its own tail. <laughs> yes, it's horrible. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. So Star. Um. We de- deviated a little bit to Star Wars because Star Wars is not. As huge as it usually is, 
Marvel has taken over. Yeah. There's a whole the big Avengers thing is the Avengers video game is getting a full set. Yeah, I um I'm very excited about this game. I keep looking to see its like release date and I think it keeps getting pushed back, I, which is a I little heard worrisome. Summer. The figures are summer. Yeah, so maybe then but you know what? Spider-Man got pushed back a lot, too. Right, and yeah. The, and it's and the game it. just got better. So right. if it makes the game better... Yeah, I, I don't mind waiting if it's going to work out bugs or whatever. I'm a little nervous about it because I'm like, I don't know how you play all these different characters that have diff- completely different power sets and have it make sense. Yeah. Because usually what they do is you're just reskinning the same character. Right. And you're like, oh, now I'm Thor and now I spin a hammer when I shoot. Now I'm Iron Man now I shoot out of my palms. But the, you're... The gameplay doesn't change at all. Yeah. So, I I don't know. I feel like that's something I can easily skip. Although the leader is in that set. I'm like, maybe I need the leader. Oh, Do you yeah. need the leader? No. <laughs> what are you going to do with the leader? Fight the Avengers. No. That's what Dr. Doom's for. I need um, Spymaster, and I need the leader. Yeah. Uh, and But there's like, a, the Build-A-Figure's abomination for the video game. I was like, nope. I got Abomination. I can Oh, because you've on. got the older one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's a few. Like, the Age of Apocalypse builder figure is Sugar Man. And I'm like, look, I'm either in Age of Apocalypse or I'm not in Age of Apocalypse. Right, yeah. So you're skipping Age of Apocalypse. Possibly. It all depends on what else is coming out. Like, if a bunch of Mezcos come out then, yeah, yeah I'm skipping Age of Apocalypse. Oh, I see what you're saying. But if It all depends on what my budget if you're is. During, if it's during a drought of figures, you'll I'm, get it. I might. Yeah. Yeah. I, I haven't made any hard decisions, but what I've chosen that i definitely want um is i'll probably get leader uh the next walgreens is iron man 2020 yeah i think uh, marco posted he's like get this for me <laughs> yeah marco literally posted can you pick this up for me yeah on our podcast page that's great um and oh it lo- so i looked it looks at like it. it's the it's it the alex ross yeah with uh gear added to it yeah and a different you know face I mean? which and is I'm like, cool yeah fine. well it's like it's a perfect uh classic iron man sculpt that's all that the 20 20- 20 armor is with added stuff added stuff yeah you know so it's a yeah, slight so modification totally accurate and i think the rumors about super centurion iron man ended up being that war machine i still wanted it so oh yeah iron man i'm so glad that it wasn't a silver centurion iron man which i'm sure they'll make again i just i'm just you know not yet yeah uh we're also getting a nimrod which yeah, that made me really but excited that, nimrod is cool but it's that's the first um hickman figure uh, that that isn't classic Nimrod. That's the redesigned Nimrod from the Powers and Age of X books. Okay, yeah, from House of X. Yeah, whatever it is, whatever Hickman's yeah. thing is. There, but like I'm a okay Nimrod with that future. because it goes back to the original John Romita Jr. design. Oh yeah, it's, it's very similar. What it is not is the X Force figure we got in the '90s, which I never even bought. Oh, it was, was the a... Tony Daniel, the big red one with no head. Yeah, it was stupid. I had it. I hated it. I had it, and I was like, "Who's this guy?" He's like, "Oh, he's a uh, Sentinel from the future." I'm like. He didn't look like this in the cartoon, but sure. <laughs> yeah, and this is also, uh, I'm an older Comic Green fan. I'm like, wasn't it the John Romita Jr.? Yeah, I didn't even I know who John Romita Jr. was at that time. Yeah, um, so I'm very excited about that. Uh, they did not say what set he's coming out in, but... He looks like he's got to be a Build-A-Figure, He though, looks right? like a Build-A-Figure. Yeah, he's huge. Yeah, but they also showed an Age of Apocalypse Apocalypse, and we know he's not the Build-A-Figure for that because Sugar Man is the Build-A-Figure. And that Apocalypse is enormous. Yeah, so it's possible these could be two-packs. I mean, we got a gigantic Hulk and Wolverine this year. Right. In a two-pack. Yeah. So they could be... These two could be They could similarly. be coming out th- through that. So, yeah, Age of Apocalypse, I'm either in or I'm because not this in. Because isn't, this isn't everything. This isn't every Marvel this is everything this until year. San Diego. Which is and in the fall. July. Oh, jo- oh yeah, shit. Yeah, it's in the okay, summer. So there'll be more. This is six months of stuff. Yeah. And Jesus. then we're going <laughs> to... 
then we're going to see this, the Christmas stuff at San Diego. Um, I, <laughs> I'm more excited about the Deadpool strong guy set than I thought I'd be. Cause they, Oh, cause it's Deadpool and like the blue and yellow Deadpool and the blue and yellow, which meh. Yeah. But, uh, that's a set that has Warpath and sunspot and strong guys that build a figure, but, but not they, Thunderbird, not Thunderbird. Cause he's clearly Warpath. Yeah. But, eh, it's two pack. Mm. Um, but they announced two more figures for it are black Tom Cassidy. I saw that. That's cool. Yeah. You're getting him, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. You gotta I'm, get I'm him. I'm totally getting him. Cause, cause he's, he's got a, his, he's a dope villain. He's got a stick next to Joker. And it's the classic, um, Dave Cockrum one. Yes. With the, like dark with the stick. Because in the 90s, they did the Joe Matarira one where the um, the wood had like gotten into his body and he was like half Oh, he's wood. like half plant or something. Yeah, he's like half plant and he was in a white suit and yeah. that was the 90s version. I kind of hope he has a switchable head that's half plant. Yeah. Just because. Just because. Right. But I'm definitely getting that. And they're doing Maverick, who is the most. Yeah, Maverick is the, the dumbest. most useless <laughs> 90s X-Men character. It was just like Sabretooth and Wolverine need a buddy who is also in X-Factor with them. Or. Uh, Weapon X. Yeah, and he's basically like seven Wildcats. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> crammed together. Maverick sucks. It's just like Jim Lee. I had, though, I did have his action figure in I the I never 90s. had him because I was waiting for him to become something in the books, and it did he not He never happen. did. But I'll get him. Yeah. Uh, Maverick. Yeah. He's a cool mask. The other thing that's really that I thought was really cool, but they only showed half the set, but I'm totally on board for half the set, is the next retro series of Spider-Man. Yeah, it was confusing because uh, I saw the Spider-Man first and I was like, oh, they're making the 90s cartoon Spider-Man figures like they did all the X-Men from yeah. the 90s. And it's just like not that. No, they're kind of silver aging. Yeah. But I'm, but they're really cool figures because the Spider-Man, it looks like um, it's a new body. So it looks like it's, it's, it looks like it's the best Spider-Man we have. Right. It's probably so here's like- my question to you again. Do you need a Spider-Man? No. Spider-Man's been in the Avengers. No. He's the flagship character of Marvel. That's fine. How do you get away with... I I still don't forgive you for selling a Wolverine. Oh, yeah, but he had whiskers. He had those little whiskers. He had that mask on. I had an extra head. I told you I'd switch No, I can't, because then it's... You can't just have Wolverine, John. (laughs) It's crazy. You can just have Spider-Man, though. No. You can just have Spider-Man. No. You just have Hulk? Yeah, but Hulk was an Avenger. Spider-Man was an Avenger. Yeah, but I'm cutting the timeline off (laughs) before that happened. Uh, but I really, I really like this one. He's got like a John Romita Jr. head and a Steve Ditko head. So yeah. So he looks really classic. There's a Peter Parker. This I saw is really cool. Yeah. He's kind of wearing the outfit from the nineties, like the leather yeah, jacket, kind of. which is not what he wore on the animated series, but it's what the figure had. Right. Um, but he's the nerdy Steve Ditko with like big glasses. Yeah. Did you see he has a changeable head though? Yeah. That's half Peter Parker, half Spider-Man. Yeah. Spider which sense. is really cool. That's really cool. The other thing that's really cool is, uh. Last year, or might have been two years ago, well, it was when Toys R Us existed. So, yeah, uh, they did a Spider Man Mary Jane two pack. Yes. And that had a Peter Parker head. And I'm like, I can just put that modern Peter Parker head on that body. Right. Uh, the other thing is there's a Gwen Stacy finally. Yes, that was cool. In the green raincoat and yeah. the mini skirt so you can just find a bridge and throw her off it right <laughs> and i think she comes with a mary jane she head. comes with a mary jane head and i was looking at it some i was looking at it for a while and i was like you know what? it's actually better than the toys r us mary jane head so, so yeah, i might swap switch that it. head but then again spider gwen came with a gwen stacy head which i think might be better than this head mm. so there's gonna be a lot of head swapping, head swapping when I get yeah it. and we don't know who the other three are oh so there are rumors that it's like a Norman Osborn Green Goblin. There are rumors about the lizard, but the lizard was a huge Build-A-Figure. Right. Although, maybe they're going to do a classic Ditko lizard. Maybe they'll do a classic Ditko lizard with like the gambit coat and like... Right, and, and he'll like, have like the snout 
or you know like the flat face yeah instead of like the rep because it's like Which i like the lizard but i don't like him as like killer croc you know and like i yeah. like killer croc as like just a guy with a weird skin i don't condition. like killer croc as the lizard right that's killer what i'm croc saying used to like, be a, he just used to be a guy with a weird skin he used condition. to be a mob guy with a skin condition yeah now he's like a crocodile now he's person the Hulk. <laughs> yeah it's thanks jim lee <laughs> <laughs> uh but i'm i'm very excited about that the big news from Marvel Legends, and we still haven't even left Marvel. There's other lines yeah. to discuss. But the big, I think the biggest surprise from Marvel Legends is a line that I feel like I don't have to collect, even, even though I really appreciate it, is they're doing an entire line of Fox X-Men movies. Oh, yeah. This is a, this is kind of surprising a little bit. Very surprising because those movies are done. Right. And they never went near them when they were making these movies. And I think because now that Marvel and Disney, you know, owns all that stuff, it's kind of like, I mean, they were classics. You know what I mean? It's like a Hugh Jackman as Wolverine is going to be a big deal for a long time. Yeah. There's two Hugh Jackmans. There's one in the leather jacket Mm -hmm. and one in the white beater and they both look good. Right. Uh, they're one of the coolest things is a professor X Magneto two pack with switchable heads. So you can have both. You can have James McAvoy or Patrick Stewart. Yeah. I think that's cool. And you can have Michael Fassbender or Ian McKellen. Uh, those are really cool. And there's a bunch of Deadpool figures, which I think most people are excited about. So there's a Ryan Reynolds Deadpool. There is a Josh Brolin Cable. You're going to get Cable? Who's a goddamn Walmart exclusive. Yeah. You know, I it took me four months to get that Captain America Walmart exclusive, and that's because Joe Fransom found him and mailed him. Right. <laughs> like, how am I going to get this Cable? Yeah. Joe um, Fransom. There's a Zazy Betts Domino who looks great. Oh, yeah, she's cool. And there is a Negasonic Teenage Warhead figure. Yeah. And she looks great. Yeah, they look cool. It's uh, the, the movie figures always look good because they're doing these like 3D printing the heads yeah, or whatever. Yeah, they've gotten the a lot better. There's a Rebecca Remain Mystique as well. I think that's the last one. Oh, right, from movie. the original X Men. Yeah. So, but there's, um, oh, there's a Rogue. Not from the movie, from no, the comic. A, yeah, well, there's the extreme it's X-Men. It's like modern Rogue. It, it's like from the aughts. And what's interesting is that she was supposed to be the fifth figure in the Wolverine Puck series, which was like, that's what, one of the hardest ones to find. That was a set that only went out through Diamond. Um, you had it. The White Queen sold out immediately. Yeah. Uh, so I never completed it. Um, actually, that really stings now because you told me Stu got the White Queen. Yeah, I think he did. Yeah. Yeah. So where is it now? In a in his basement. Yeah, yeah. there's going to be a lot to sort <laughs> through. Um, but Rogue was supposed to be the fifth figure in that, and they canceled her. This looks like a new sculpt, but Rogue in that suit is finally coming out. Oh, yeah. And we haven't had that. I don't know that I'm that excited about it. I would have loved a classic Rogue in, like, the Paul Smith with, like, the yeah. big collar uh, to go with the storm that we're getting, to go with the 80s. Because I'm not going to collect the rest of those Extreme X-Men. I didn't like those costumes. Right, and they didn't last. You know, that's no, the thing. Is like, that's the frustrating thing about co- uh, comic costumes now is that it's like, you know, a, normally a character be in a costume for like a decade and then they change it. Now it's like they're in it for like six months. And they're then the in it every gets, time the, a new artist comes yeah, on. Yeah, it's like everyone wants to take a stab at redesigning the yeah, costume. Like, and it's yeah, like, oh, Every Jesus. single artist is like, I think she should have thought had boots. And right. now she does, and now there's another figure. Yeah. So... Yeah, I think those they the Fox figures look really cool. And again, it's like Age of Apocalypse where it's like I'm either all in or I'm all out. Yeah. Um I could see myself just getting cable. Yeah. Honestly, the Ryan Reynolds Deadpool is not that different from the comics, which is one of the reasons those movies are cool is that he's so accurate. Yeah. So if I didn't have the movie version, I don't think I'd notice. No. Um, there's also a Venom series where like everyone is just Venom. I'm like, oh, I can skip that. Yeah. It's like it's Venom Captain it's America, yeah. Venom Miles, Venom. 
Like, you know what? Show me the rest of the set. Make them other Venom guys, and I won't go near it. Yeah. Um, we're getting rage. We're getting, yeah, like, saw, more new warriors. I saw rage. I'm like, yeah, fuck rage. That Well, the video game set has, like, the weirdest guys in it, because it's, like, the video game, but it's, like, rage and Mach 1 and the leader. Yeah. And Captain Marvel. It's a weird set. It's like a catch-all. It almost seems like they built, or they had Mach 1 and Rage and the leader for a different set. Yeah, and, and then they didn't figure fit, out where to put so them. So they just stuck them in there. Yeah. Uh, the good news is that this is all Marvel, which is going to be very expensive. So as you said, you've pre-ordered one. and you th- That's it, yeah. I'm, and I'm, that's I'm it. I'm going to pass on War Machine, who looks incredible, but I'm going to pass on him because it's yeah, I've passed my cutoff date. <laughs> you know? so, I still can't believe uh, you're passing on Spider-Man. That's yeah, I don't need Spider-Man. You don't have a Spider-Man. Yeah, you don't need him. I have like 40 Spider-Man. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you've, got, you've got enough for both of us. I like Spider-Man. Yeah, I can tell. <laughs> so the good news is uh, Marvel eating up all of the bandwidth uh, has given us a light year on Star Wars. I don't collect Star Wars as a completist, but if I see one that's cool, I'm going to get it. Mm-hmm. Um, I Like that Luke... The Luke and the X-Wing, I'm like, yeah, I'll probably get that. I might get dirty R2-D2. If, I, if I'm in a Target and I see it, right. I'll just throw yeah, it in my car. Yeah, but I'm not going to pre-order this stuff. I'm not going to run around for it. Um, uh, my youngest, Sebastian, said he wants every Baby Yoda there is. Yeah, but he does. Like We were looking through the article, and he's like, he's like, I need I need that soft toy Yoda. I need, the, I need that plastic Yoda. I need that Bluetooth speaker Yoda. I need that book bag Yoda. <laughs> I, like, I need that operation game that has a picture of baby Yoda on it. I'm not kidding about that. Uh, Look it up. Um, by they, the w- they really are marketing the shit out of that. Yeah. By the way, if you're listening to this on your laptop, while you're listening to this, go to our Facebook page. I'll plug it right now. Facebook.com slash comics. I have reposted every single article that came across my transom yeah so uh all of our coverage is up right now yeah um there's some there are some curveballs there's nothing that i feel like i gotta jump on there's um hasbro has now gotten the ghostbusters license mattel had it for a long time yeah and you think they're doing like real ghostbusters like the cartoon they're, they're doing both they're them? doing the original movie which has a build a demon dog that's cool and it, they're doing um the animated series and i'm guessing they're doing like kid versions like uh small cheaper versions and i'm i'm sure they're gonna have the line ready to go when that new movie comes out right because um mattel had it and sold the original through maddie collector and then they had when the female ghostbusters came out they did a retail line for that yeah um mattel i haven't seen any um coverage from mattel but mattel no longer has any boys products i mean mattel gave up all of their licenses because toys r us hit them so hard Oh, Toys R Us closing hit them so Toys hard. Toys R Us closing hit them so yeah. hard. So that's why they gave up the DC license to McFarlane. Um, I've gotten one McFarlane figure. And I'm like, Meh. McFarlane showed like three DC figures. It always just seems like that guy's just kind of phoned it in. Yeah, you know? he's got like an Arkham Knight Batman and Joker. I'm like, yeah, we've had seven of these. Yeah. And he's doing uh, White Knight Batman and Joker. And I'm like, eh, I don't need him. Right. I thought that was a good story, but I didn't even read the sequel. I uh, read half of it and then just kind of fell off. I got the other ones. I just haven't. I'll get to it eventually. Yeah, it's, I'll it's read fine. it eventually. Yeah, it's a fine story. But I know? certainly didn't read it going like, I need figures of all this. Right. It's like they're cool redesigns for everything, but it's like, yeah. He's got like he's got a couple of uh, new Wonder Woman movie figures and they don't even look as good as Mattel. And yeah. I'm like, fine. I have not forgiven McFarlane, uh, first of all, for being McFarlane. Yeah, just for being a D-bag. But, but recently, he got the Star Trek license like three years ago. He put out Kirk and Picard and nothing. He didn't show any Star Trek at Toy Fair. 
Uh, Diamond has been producing Toy Fair products again. Like Diamond put out a Borg and um, I am so into Picard. As as promised, I will mention that show every week. Every week. It's your Mandalorian. But like if someone – I don't care if it's Diamond or if it's McFarlane or if it's Hot Toys. If somebody showed me a line of Picard figures, I'd pre-order them. Yeah. I would absolutely pre-order them now. In fact, the Professor X with the Patrick Stewart head, I'm like, oh, I wonder what body I could put that on. Yeah. The yeah, older Picard. Because for... he's clearly like 20 years older than like a Star Trek Next yeah. Generation Patrick Stewart. Um, it's a huge missed opportunity because McFarlane had on the back of the boxes. He had Kirk and Picard, and the next set was supposed to be um, Michael Burnham, who's the lead character in Star Trek Discovery, who was Sasha on Walking Dead. And um, Zachary Kindo Spock. And those never came out. I'm like, you didn't put out Spock? And you didn't put out the main character from the new show? Yeah. And there's nothing about Picard. I just got a Quantum Mechanics 12-inch Next Generation Picard because, like, with this show, I realized, oh, oh yeah, Picard is the most iconic captain. I was like, this show has pushed Kirk out for me. Yeah. I'm like, as, as Shatnery as Shatner is, yeah. I'm like, you know what? Patrick Stewart is the most iconic and I need I need like a classic version of Patrick Stewart so I have him in the TV show uniform. Yeah. But it it irks me that there are several companies that have a Star Trek license and nobody's touching it. Um unless somebody shows something late but they usually don't to Toy Fair. Yeah. Like San Diego they pace it out, but Toy Fair is all about getting the orders and these are things I talk about every year so I don't really want to repeat myself like I've been to Toy Fair a bunch of times I've worked for toy companies this is all about lining up the orders from Target and from Walmart uh, used to be Toys R Us um, and then some of the uh, Amazon has become a major presence oh yeah um, Big Bad Toy Store Best Buy is starting to pick up figures Walgreens has exclusives this is all about getting those deals signed it's not a it's not about showing the fans the figures. That's a byproduct. And really the way Toy Fair coverage has built was that the magazines like Lee's and Tomart's back in the 80s, they would have like one reporter and they would get the press releases and they'd show them in an issue and it'd be like a month later. I remember even Wizard having stuff like a month later. Right. And then as the internet picked up, it just became faster and faster to where Hasbro had a live streaming event on Hasbro Pulse where they... They put cameras in the room when they gave their presentation, and it went right out on their website immediately. Yeah. So it's become a media presence, but that's still not the focus of this. In the way San Diego. San Diego is all about presenting stuff to the fans. Toy Fair is not. Yeah, Toy Fair has always seemed to me to be more of the, um, like, yeah, the distributor, the business side of it versus right. it's not. I mean, obviously the people who are there are fans. And the big companies aren't even in the convention center. They're in buildings across the street, and you have to have an appointment to go over there. Right. Um, it's a really fun, cool time. It's as exciting as one of the big conventions, but, but it's not about all that. And, and again, bringing me back to Star Trek, I'm like, well, if you want, if you wanted people to order Star Trek products, now is the time yeah. where the show's on. Picard is the next Mandalorian. And I'm one of the people saying that and I'm one of the people propagating that. But it is. It's playing to the strengths of Star Trek the way Mandalorian is playing to the strengths of Star Wars. And we're seeing a ton of Mandalorian product. We're not seeing a dedicated line. Right. But we're, we're seeing lots of Mandalorian stuff. Yeah, I mean, didn't you say, I think we talked about this back in December, November or something, is that 
Disney estimates they lost a billion dollars by not having any Baby Yoda products. Oh, ready I didn't for see Christmas. that. Got might a- have, the number might not be quite that high, but that that they you know they can estimate how many. But they'll make it back this year. Oh yeah, for I mean sure. especially with season two coming out, it's not people aren't going to be sick of Baby Yoda, right? Because we're not going to see Baby Yoda again until October, right? When Mandalorian comes back, and that'll be right, and in that'll time be before for Christmas. Christmas. Yep. So I I don't think people are going to burn out. And there's going to be plenty of product then. Right. I still think it was the right decision because when you watched that first episode, you, I was like, wait, there's a baby Yoda? There's no way There's no way that wouldn't have been spoiled. Oh, if yeah, no. Had, I'm glad it didn't get yeah. spoiled uh, through uh, me seeing – I didn't see any idiots online spoil it because I watched it probably the day it came out. Yeah. But then, yeah, it's like, yeah, there's. you're absolutely right. There's no way that wouldn't have been – yeah, I'm doing the same thing with Picard now. Is like it comes out on Thursdays, and I come home from work and make everybody leave the room. And I'm like, anybody that wants to watch Picard can stay in this room. Anybody right, that doesn't is leaving out. this room. <laughs> uh, and it, as I said, it's been great. I mean, Star Trek toys have never been the biggest thing. Playmates made a mint, but I don't think they made as much as Toy Biz was making with X Men in the '90s. No, I don't think so. So, and Star Trek isn't the most action oriented. I get it. It's a lot of people talking. Yeah, I guess it just seems like I don't, I don't see. I I understand you want the figure, but I don't know if this is like, is it? You think it's generally, uh, people really want Star Trek action figures? It's like it never seems like there's a lot of Star Trek action figures. No, there isn't. I mean, yeah, Diamond has been slowly doing this line. I worked on that line ten years ago, um, and it's still kind of continuing, but it trickles out a little bit. Diamond actually uh, announced Lord of the Rings figures. Like from the movies? At Toy Fair. To, yeah, at Toy Fair. Yeah, huh. from the Peter Jackson movies. Um, we haven't had, I don't think I need them because I still have all my Toy Biz stuff. And those look fantastic. Yeah. They look great. A couple of them have aged, the plastics aged poorly, sure. but not many. But they they showed like Aragorn and Legolas and Frodo and Sauron and a Ringwraith and an Orc. They all look really, really good. Mm-hmm. So um, I feel like there's a resurgence of Tolkien. I recently watched everything because after Stu passed away, that oh, was... Oh, we were talking about because he was a big Lord of the Rings He fan. was a big Tolkien He fan. had all those figures, too. Yeah, well, and we represented the Hobbit episode where he defended the Hobbit to everyone that was yeah. in the room. It was the second Hobbit, and we were like, come on, this isn't good. And he's like, no, no it's great. it's great. <laughs> Take um, as much of this as they'll give him. Yeah, the way you just talked about Dick Tracy. That's <laughs> yeah, how we talked about the I Hobbit. stand by Dick Tracy. So I ended up watching them all again, uh, thinking of him. And they hold up really well, and it's nice to see product on the shelves again. Yeah, um, I I think there's a lot of movies that you know you think are classics now that might not be, and we talked about this before. But I think those Lord of the Rings movies are going to hold up for a long, long, yeah. long time. Well, uh, I I don't know if I said this on the show, but watching it again, some of the CG is obvious now. It's been almost twenty years, sure, but it works within the movie in a way that if you watch Attack of the Clones, oh that yeah. CG hurts, it's and it came painful. out the same time. Right, I mean, this was cutting edge when it came out. It'll it'll have a longer shelf life than, um, you know, like you said, Clone Wars, which is h- horrific because it, they should have known better. This is it's fucking Star Wars, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like the original was, movies still hold up. That was you uh, know that was cutting edge at the time. Yeah. Um, and that was the thing. Luke Lucas really just wanted to push the newest newest stuff. Peter Jackson was trying to make. I he was trying to do the book justice because nobody had done it in in fifty years. Um, but yeah, that, that's cool. Um, the most money I'm probably gonna spend 
And Mezco. They didn't, I didn't see any Mezco. Uh, not a lot of new stuff. It was mostly stuff they've announced, but they had a booth that was... Um, that showed a lot of the stuff they already announced. There's a Michael Keaton Batman coming. There's a Mr. Freeze coming that lights up. From like Batman and Robin? No, from like the Arkham City game. Oh, it's a comic version. It's like a oh. huge, yeah, it goes with the comic versions. I mean, they just announced Two-Face. They showed Two-Face. Um, there's a Black Bolt and Lockjaw coming, which I think I have to buy because they've never made a Lockjaw. And they probably never will. No, he'd be a good, well. He could be a Build-A-Figure. Well, but... and you know what? Now that Ghostbusters is making a, demon dog i'm like could you turn that into lockjaw mm. it's a four-legged dog with like different feet and a different head yeah uh, maybe you could um but yeah mezco mezco is just continuing to knock it out of the park they just came out with a hal jordan green lantern i'm like do i need a hal jordan green lantern uh i just got two cables last week two just, two yeah yeah because he was in two different costumes and i like both those he's costumes. been in more than that <laughs> and if they made more, I'd buy more. uh yeah, I, I don't want to consider myself a Mezco collector. You are, because you have a bookshelf. I have a bookshelf, downstairs. yeah. Which, um, by the way, I sent to Joe Franz. I sent the picture of the bookcase to Joe Franzen because uh, I think I I may have talked about this. But every time I said, hey, is this one good? Oh, that one's beautiful. <laughs> and then I showed him a picture of my bookcase, and he wrote back, you fucking maniac, what did you do? <laughs> he did it. Yeah, but they announced, uh, they announced an alien and a predator in Mezco 112. Yeah. And he's like, you get the alien predator? I was like, I just bought two cables. He's like, yeah, you can't buy it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a Dr. Zayas Mezco oh, really? 112. Yeah. That's wild. And I'm like, you know what? I could probably skip Dr. Zayas, but if you show me a Taylor, you show me a Charlton oh, Heston yeah, 112. Oh, yeah, hard to pass up. Yeah, because Nika, they, um, uh, NECA yeah, didn't make him. I wonder if it's, um, do you think there's special rights for his likeness? No, I think they, I think just because he's most a mostly naked guy, I think he's not as visually interesting as like Cornelius or sure. a guerrilla soldier. So I think they pushed him back because when uh, NECA did them, they d- uh, I have all the seven-inch figures. They're beautiful sculpts. Uh, they did like Dr. Zayas and Cornelius and... Uh, General Ursus, and I got all those, but then they also do Migo figures, and um, Migo's back in a big way, and I know Art Balthazar is happy about that, um, but Nika also makes, um, and I'm saying Nika and NECA interchangeably, because yeah. NECA says that's what their name is, but everybody calls them Nika, uh, they made a Charlton Heston Migo. So, oh, okay. So they, they have the rights to them, and right. Sideshow did a, a Charlton Heston Migo back in the day. Uh, but yeah, that they just never made a sculptor one. I'm like, yeah, they did though. So this like one off stuff's kind of neat. You know what I mean? You don't need to get like a full line. Like you've got the ash. Um, yeah, I have almost every ash. I, right. I really, really like. Yeah, Bruce but I'm Campbell. saying it's like you don't need like a bunch of other characters from. If you know, I had Army a of no, if I had a Charlton Heston that went with the Nika Planet of the Apes, I'd be done. Right. I'm I'm totally fine with that. There, uh, I'm trying to. Think of what else is coming out. I'm looking this up, actually, uh, to see what else we missed, because Nika had a lot of stuff as well. Um, But for the most part, I felt like, oh, there's a lot of cool stuff. There's a ton of Ninja Turtles. There seems to always be a ton of Ninja Turtles. (laughs) I saw, um, it's like, I don't know what it's called, and I I don't know if this is like a comic or concept art or toys or what this was, but it's like, 
Mighty Morphin Teenage Mutant Ninja Power Ranger Turtles or something. <laughs> yeah. Where they just kind of crammed them together. Do you see this? No. It was like artwork on some website or something where they're, it was from Toy Fair, I think. And it's, I don't know if it's just going to be like a comic where they're just like, yeah, let's cram these things. Well, two things just together. like, hey, millennials. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you like Give these two things? Uh, oh, actually, the coolest thing at the Nika booth um, is they have a Marty McFly that looks fantastic. Oh, wow. That's cool. Yeah. And they have him and in the hazmat suit. I did not see a Doc Brown, but let's assume yeah, they're assume working it's on coming. one. Um, I probably won't buy it. They did a Hot Toys Marty McFly that looked fantastic. And they were... I, I don't know if it ever came out, but they had a DeLorean. Mm-hmm. Like they had a bunch of cars ready to go that never came out. Cause they, I love a lot of that just comes down to like cost. the pre-orders. Yeah. You know, they put the pre-order out and then if they don't get it a certain amount, they just don't. Yeah. Don't well, I saw, it. I was at a mock time toys a couple of years ago and they had, um, the Tim Burton Batmobile from hot toys in the box and it came up to my chin. Yeah. It was standing upright and right. I'm like, there's just no, I have no place for this. Yeah. I remember, um, this was a long time ago. Um, we used to work at a comic book store named 10th planet and, uh, one of the, the original owner of 10th planet, he's been on the show before John Cavallone was a huge fan of the, uh, Bowen, um, statues and busts and stuff. Oh yeah. I still have a few of the busts. Yeah. They're really nice. I've got, you know, he lost the Marvel license in his divorce. Oh, that's crazy. That's why they stopped producing those. Wow. Um, but the, they were going to do a statue of Galactus, that was going to have his hand out that you could put the statue of the Silver Surfer in. That didn't come out? I don't think... I think it got to the same thing where they were going to release it and then they only uh, created so many of them yeah. because they they they. I remember seeing that. Because it was like a two-foot... It was supposed to be like a two-foot... It was going to be enormous. Tall, yeah. yeah, two and a half feet or three feet tall or something with the antennas. It was going to be crazy. Yeah, this uh, my, so... my understanding was that it, it actually never came out um you know wide distribution wide market they probably have some of them out there maybe it was the divorce maybe yeah <laughs> but it's just like you know how this thing would have probably been like you know three thousand dollars or yeah. something so the last thing i want to mention from toy fair um barring any new developments is um hasbro made a big deal about this this week and then it seemed like they pulled back was um uh, there's a video on Hasbro Plus that I posted is they are finally making G.I. Joe Marvel Legends. Yeah, this was like rumored and then... This has been rumored since Hasbro took over the Marvel license. I right. remember it was a year I was actually at Toy Fair and people were walking around going, there's going to be three and three quarter Marvel figures, which there were about a year later. Yeah. And they're like, and there's going to be G.I. Joe Marvel Legends. And it took 10 years. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, But when they finally showed them, there's not that many. Yeah, I saw Snake Eyes and then... There's like a Deluxe Snake Eyes on Hasbro Pulse right now, which is like 40 bucks because he comes with a million weapons. And I'm yeah. like, isn't, isn't there going to be like a $20 one? They showed Scarlet and Roadblock and Duke. And I'm like, hmm, yeah, that's fine. I want Cobras. Yeah, where's Cobra Commander? I love Cobras. Yeah. The rumors are that the rest of that set is a regular Snake Eyes, which they're not promoting because they want you to buy this Deluxe one. Right. And a Destro. And I wanted Destro. Destro's cool. I feel like with this line, if they're done well, I will buy like Snake Eyes and every Cobra. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, you'll get like Snake Eyes, you'll get Cobra, you'll get Destro, and then you'll just buy everybody else. Nah, I would just, this is what I did with the 25th anniversary. I have a bunch of those. The They were the updated three and three quarters. Right. And I mostly have Cobras because I just like, as a kid, I the Cobra designs were cooler. Yeah. They were all a little crazy, but like, 
yeah, I want a Marvel Legends Zartan. Right. I want a Marvel Legends Baroness. Right. I want a Marvel Legends Crimson Guard. What about uh, Serpent Serpentor? Yes, I'll take yeah. a Serpentor. <laughs> yeah. They're basically Hydra. You know what I mean? It's like they're Hydra. Well, that, I didn't realize that till much, much later. Was because the story behind that was that Hasbro had uh, Hasbro was deciding to reboot. G.I. Joe, and this is in the early 80s when they didn't reboot everything, but they decided to go from the 12-inch doll with the clothes where you just buy G.I. Joe and he had like mountain climbing gear, and they said, oh, we're going to go down to three and three-quarter because that's what Star Wars is, that's what's popular, and uh, they brought it to Marvel and said, look, we don't have money for a cartoon, they eventually got money for a cartoon mm-hmm. once it was successful, but they said, we only have the budget to, to license a comic book, so they went right to Marvel, and Marvel's... Uh, and apparently, like, uh, Archie Goodwin was looking at it. Uh, and he was like, oh, these are great. Who are the villains? And Hasbro just, like, stared at him. Because the original G.I. Joes, it was just like... They're just soldiers. They were just soldiers. And pilots. And Marvel's like, well, who are they going to fight? And they were like, oh, don't worry about it. We'll create it. So um, Larry Hama gets a lot of the credit. And Larry Hama is... Uh, Larry Hama is a writer who's done some really good work. Yeah. And some not-so-good work. Yeah. Um, but he... <laughs> found his niche on G.I. Joe. He was a Marine, I believe. He was in Vietnam. So he brought all of this military feel to it. But when you look at the first year, it's just Cobra Commander and Cobra guys. And yeah, it's Hydra. Yeah. It's, it's what they did was reboot Sergeant Fury. Yeah. That's I all mean, they did. That's it's it, it's yeah. Sergeant Fury and the Howling Commandos with the Hasbro licenses. But as it went on, like Larry Hammond started to find all this interesting stuff. Like Snake Eyes became the most compelling character, and then they started bringing in all this ninja stuff. And then they, you know, the Cobra guys just started getting weirder and weirder and yeah. weirder. Zartan's a great example. Zartan and his biker gang from Australia. Yeah. <laughs> it's like what? It was like a Mad Max thing, maybe you know, yeah. going on. And then the cartoon just tiled that up to eleven because the voice cast on that cartoon. Oh yeah, I mean, eighties cartoon. Chris Latta, voice acting. Chris Latta, who's no longer with us, was the voice of both Cobra Commander and Starscream. Oh yeah. If you want a high screechy voice, yeah, he did. You both. called Chris Latta. Yeah. Though. Uh, but I was obsessed with G.I. Joe. That comic book was really good. And Transformers, I was into a little bit and out, and I never come back. G.I. Joe is, is mostly nostalgia. And yeah. every time I buy some G.I. Joes, I'm like, after a couple of days, I'm like, eh, I don't care about Right, yeah. They're not Marvel Legends, but um, yeah, there's going to be a Snake Eyes next to my Marvel Legends. Yeah. He's in the same scale. He's basically in the well, same Well, that's line. what's cool is like they, they, they look like they're from the same like universe. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like because they're made by the same guys. It's the same designers, the same you know uh, quality and everything. Well, that's why my dream, which is uh, another Toy Fair has come and gone and they have not achieved my dream. My dream has always been a one-off San Diego figure that is a Star Wars black Indiana Jones. Oh, yeah. Because... Uh, they've proven time and time again you can't sell an Indiana Jones line. Right, but you can sell Indiana Jones. Maybe when this new movie comes out. That's another piece of news. Harrison Ford announced um, he's going in to shoot Indiana Jones 5 in like two months. Yeah. So it's really happening. Right. I mean, we knew it was happening, but now it's like it's like uh, it's it has begun. It's a certainty. Yes. Yeah, so maybe when that comes out, we'll see more indie product. Yeah. But I mean— I think so. I, I think it's like they'll—I don't know if they'll do that what you're speaking about, but they might do, uh, you know— well, what would be nice is when Crystal Skull came out, they did a whole three and three quarter line 
to go with Star Wars. I have everything. Yeah, you bought everything. <laughs> I yeah. bought everything. You have impulse control problems. Uh, well, they didn't make. If they didn't make it when I was a kid, I'm not going to be control. I have impulse control problems when it comes to action figures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can look at comics, right? And I can look at food, and I can look at alcohol, and I can look at movies and go, eh, I don't really need that. But uh, action figures, yeah. yeah. So if you want us, you want to let us know what action figures you are looking forward to. Uh, Again, check out our Facebook page, facebook.com slash caffeinatedcomics. You can see all the news that's happening. Um, you can see uh, all of the products that have been released so far. Let us know what you think of them. Leave a comment. Uh, if you want to talk to us directly, I'm at Not In My Book on Instagram and Twitter. And that is the official Caffeinated Comics social networking feed. Uh, Steven, how can you follow the show? You can follow the show at Spotify, Stitcher, and the iTunes podcast app. Uh, we're also members of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network, and you can find me on Instagram at the Brave Butter Pecan. Oh, and it's it's too late to promote it, but you, where are you going from here today? Oh yeah, so uh, there's uh, Matt Waite, who's uh, was good friends with Stu, uh, who passed away last month. Uh, organized with the owners of Creative Comics in Indiana. I don't know exactly where it's at, but yeah, the internet will help you. I think it's right over the border. Yeah, I think so. And they're doing a, like a Stu McLean uh, Memorial Hero Clicks Battle Royale game where all the proceeds from the game, you have to like pay to play and you can give like dollars to like re-roll rolls and five bucks will bring your whole team back. All the proceeds will go to benefit um, the, the GoFundMe for Stu's family, uh, Julian, or th- three children, um, which has been doing really well. But, yeah, you know, it really has. It's, it's been inspiring to see. Yeah, it's awesome uh, It's kind of see a big community come together. So I think the GoFundMe is still uh, running. I don't think that it, it kind of ends. I think it's just kind of in, per- in per- perpetuity. But the uh, all the funds raised from the game today will also go to that. So it's only going to be like a couple hundred bucks probably, but every little bit helps, and it's going to be nice to uh, play a big game with all the guys that we used to play with Stu, uh, who was responsible for kind of gathering all these knuckleheads together at the store many years ago. So it's going to be a, a cool um, tribute. Yeah, it's been it's been great to see everybody coming out for Stu in all their ways. It's really genuine. Yeah, yeah, it really has been. Um, But we will talk to you next week.